Welcome to Small Bites, the weekly equity podcast for busy people, where you'll get five educational strategies in five minutes at 5 a.m. to help you become a more culturally literate, responsive, and culturally responsible educator. Join me also on Friday nights on YouTube or throughout the week at Hedrick or at Hedrick Nichols on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. See you Mondays at 5 a.m. Hello and welcome back to Small Bites. Thank you for coming back each week and listening. The flagship YouTube series is on hiatus until the beginning of September. So until then, please keep coming and joining me every Monday morning at 5 a.m. I look forward to providing you with strategies and information to help you become a more inclusive practitioner. Now, this week, I would like to give a shout out to the Jefferson County Public Schools. I was with them last week at a conference. It was an amazing meeting of many, many minds, warmest educators ever. And hey, they can cook there in, let me get it right, Louisville. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. I look forward to seeing you all at some point in the future. Alan Young, thank you, thank you, thank you. Barbara Bray, thank you, thank you, thank you. Greatest suggestion ever. Now, what I talked about with the educators there in Louisville was bias and how easy it is to have bias creep into our interactions. Bias used to be a thing that kept us safe because most of the times when we were in danger, it was um, usually someone outside of our quote unquote in-group who was dangerous. Well, we don't live in times where people who don't look like us are coming to take our food and our land. So those same biases that help us to recognize danger, for example, it's not a dog, it's a wolf, or it is a wolf and not a dog. Those same biases help us to, on the good side, put people in boxes, put people things, they help us to filter information. But on the bad side, They help us to filter information and put people in boxes. And while some of that is useful, you know, okay, that is probably a guy. That's probably a girl. Oh, that's probably uh, that. Oh, she's in a wheelchair and having a hard time getting on the curb. You don't have to filter every little piece of those bits of information. You kind of see it's kind of like when you read the beginning and the end of the word, you can figure out what the rest of the word says, even if the letters are mixed up. I know you guys have seen that little activity, right? So when bias is not a good thing is when it kind of grows out of control like weeds in a yard. And that's when you're not paying attention. For example, teachers, if you've been teaching for a while, you probably you probably think you know your students in about a week and a half. Oh, yeah, I know who this is. That's a cheerleader girl. That's a jock kind of person. Oh, that's the athlete. Oh, that's a skater girl. You have all of these bits of information that are hanging around in the back of your head, and you attach them to different people. So there are archetypes, and there are archetypes. But what happens is we let that stuff grow out of control and we don't get to know the individuals as well as we should. And we don't see the, the, the beauty of the diverse, the diverse ways that students can identify. Now, this week, that bias, I believe, came to live in my house. My son was pulled over in a random traffic stop. Now, there's no proof that there was any kind of racial profiling. But the fact is, 
that a Stanford University study analyzed 93 million traffic stops from 21 state patrol agencies and 29 city police departments between 2001 and 2017. They analyzed all of that data and, well, guess what? Relative to our share of, res of, of, pop of the population, black drivers are on average stopped way more often than whites. If you want to see the study, you can go and look at it. It's I'll post it here. Um, the Stanford Open Policing Project. So even though people want to say, well, if you just comply, that's not quite how that works, unfortunately. And while it's kind of like COVID, the majority of people recover, but for the millions who've died, it's tragic. And for the millions who have flooded our ICUs, our, our hospital workers are traumatized. So think of it like that, that that's what I told my son when he came home and said he'd been stopped. He was traumatized and said, you know, baby, I'm so glad that you handled yourself well and that you got home safely. He said, yeah, but mom, even if I had handled myself well, something bad could have happened. It happens all the time said it happens it doesn't happen all the time it happens too often but it's not all the time and you're here and you're safe now but he said that all that he could think about was act normal don't get shot act normal don't get shot because he was so afraid that he was shaking which of course made the police officer suspicious and they said you got you cooperate with us and we'll cooperate with you that is a statement that conveys bias because there's an assumption that he wasn't going to cooperate. Why? Was it because he had a base in the back and his hair looked kind of weekendy, kind of Lenny Kravitzy? What what were the police officers thinking? And why didn't when they look at looked at his license and saw that it's less than three months old, why didn't they think, oh, he's still pretty much a boy? Let's be gentle. Let's be kind. Let's be exceptionally kind so that he won't, the poor kid's afraid he's out here on this dark stretch of road. He was coming from church to pick up his mother from the airport for the first time. He was afraid. And whatever was going on in the minds of the police officers, there was a bias there that did not see a baby brother, uh, a, a son, a child that they once were. And that's how we are in our classrooms. Sometimes we assign an identity to our kids. We assign a maturity to our kids that they really have not, they really don't exemplify. So this year, as you're getting ready to go back to school, think about your thinking. Think about your cognitive biases. I will post some excellent resources. And remember that the kids who walk through your door, you might be right, but you might be wrong. And even if you're right, you're probably not 100% right. So build those strong relationships. Give yourself a chance to filter a few extra bits of information. It'll be worth it in the end. All right. Thank you for listening again. I will see you next Monday at 5 a.m. for Small Bites.
Small Bites is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more at teachbetter.com slash podcast. See you on the next Small Bites.